Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts, Couch to 80k Writing Bootcamp Week 3, Day 6. You've nearly made it through another week, a third week. Three weeks of writing work that you've made a conscious choice to do as a gift to yourself and an investment in your craft. Seriously, well done. Whether it's taken you three weeks or a little bit longer, it's a real achievement and you're already becoming a stronger, more confident writer. You're working out what works for you and most importantly of all, you're training yourself to accept that failure is part of the process. Writing some absolute crap sometimes is not this gauche artefact of one's lack of skill that we must work to eradicate. It's an essential part of keeping the fires of creativity alive and retaining an openness to ideas in whatever form they appear. If you stop granting yourself permission to write badly, sometimes incomprehensibly, your style will calcify and you'll become more and more conservative as you struggle to preserve the illusion that you're some sort of genius master storyteller who simply sits at the desk and commands the pen to write once upon a time. Real ideas come when you're not afraid to write blork blork oh god what am I writing what am I writing this is stupid there was an old man who had a spider for a face no no there, there was an old man who had a spider for a wife that's better yes his wife was a spider and she lived in the attic draped in layers of cobwebs and he brought her children to eat and she liked that very much and in return she spun him scarves. So I hope you're taking what we practiced in week two along with you as we write these exercises in the rest of the course. Far better to get your pen moving and then cross out or abandon a scene later on. We think far better on the page, starting a scene and seeing who pops up. You can do edits later to make sure it starts where you'd like it to, but holding back while you agonise over decisions of who, where, when, why is always going to signal to your brain to engage that inner critic, who is necessary and so valuable, by the way, but but you end up dragging them into the process far too early and they just go bananas euthanizing stories before they ever had a chance to live which is a very efficient and effective way of protecting you from embarrassment you must concede so look today we're going to take that voice from yesterday that character who began to emerge and we're going to drop them into a scene maybe you found them fun to write maybe yesterday's exercise was a kind of miniature hell for you just on the off chance that you absolutely stacked it and couldn't write anything at all and now you're panicking because I'm working on the assumption that it all went swimmingly if that's true for you then one don't worry an exercise not going how you'd hoped is not a sign of incompetence nor is it a disaster in fact it's usually a great opportunity to learn something often about what you were telling yourself about what was happening when the exercise started to go south fantastic to listen to that voice which often just starts going fuck Fuck, come on, come on, brain ideas, brilliant ideas, where are all the brilliant ideas? Two, you can just go back to one of the other voices we channeled this week and, and use that implied character instead. I, I've deliberately built redundancy into this course, partly so we can actually practice techniques rather than going, okay, you've done that once for 10 minutes, obviously you've mastered it now and there's no reason to ever attempt it again, which is the standard for creative writing courses, by the way, and partly so that should one exercise implode beneath you and I fully expect that everyone who completes this course will have at least one exercise where they completely shart their creative pants and cries to the heavens fie fie that I ever dreamt of being a writer but should that happen and the exercise messes up 
you've got other exercises where you've produced similar stuff that you can pull from instead. So what you're going to do is you're going to take that voice from yesterday, that persona, and you're going to plop them in a body and that body into a situation, a specific place. Now, it could be a location they know well. It might be somewhere they've never been before. It could be a train station, a crematorium, a dew-soaked field at sunrise, a crater on the moon, a musty bedroom, a rowboat in the middle of the ocean, a morgue, a bookshop, a sex shop, a board game shop, a school, um, an underground bunker full of nuclear codes. You, You could tell I was uncommitted to that bit then when I started doing a goofy voice for the word codes, but it's just wherever you like, right? It doesn't matter. Your only restriction is that they have come here expressly to meet someone, and this is a someone who they haven't seen in some time. Okay, so take your narrator from yesterday, plonk them in a specific location, don't forget to appeal to the five senses. Assuming they have all five senses, of course, uh, if they don't, then you'll have to restrict uh, based on their ability. And they're here to meet someone they haven't seen for a while. Whether that person shows up and how that person feels towards them and how they feel towards the person is entirely up to you. So you've got 10 minutes. Remember, think on the page edit later. Ready? Go!
And that's it. I hope that was fruitful and interesting for you. And I hope this week has given you a bridge from the random scramble of free writing to a more focused, emotionally led form of writing by giving voice to a character. Some stuff you've come out with this week may have even looked like fragments of an actual story. Now, it would be churlish and quite impossible of me to forbid you from writing outside of our daily sessions, but I will say at this stage to remember to treat yourself to lots of long walks if you can manage them, diversions down streets you've never walked before, reading in the bath and gathering material in your notebook. No big projects. I, I, I don't want any hint of grand first pages. If you've got an actual book uh, you want to work on, perhaps some material on the go, by all means do some lists of clothes your character might have in their wardrobe. You can go uh, on Google or on Pinterest and, and, and pick out an entire wardrobe for them or a sets of clothes and find out exactly what all the bits... If you're anything like me, you do not know what the names of clothes are. And so that can be quite a fascinating and useful and fun and light-hearted exercise, right? Or you could pick a theme from your story and do a free write about that. So you could take the theme of loss and you could do a free write where you just put the word lost out and then you start going, loss is um, God, I remember when I lost my I remember when I lost uh, one of my shoes when I was, uh, Four, I think it was, and I went to playgroup, and one of my shoes disappeared, and it was one of my first memories. Actually, is that memory of loss and that and that feeling of I was never going to get it back, and I had the other shoe on my feet. You know, you can write whatever; it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be pertinent to the novel, but we're just getting the ideas out there, and you're just finding out what you feel about the subject, right? Or, for example, you could take a minor character and channel them, like we've been doing this week. Um, they could be giving you advice on problems in your own life. That would be pretty interesting, right? You could get some different perspectives on that and you would just get a chance to let them work their voice. The only thing I'm saying is don't do whatever you do. Don't do anything proper or sensible or grown up. We're not there yet. And I'm not saying we won't get there. We will get there. And I, I have no problem at all with craft and discipline and sensibleness. But... At the moment, larking about is the name of the game. Next week's theme is Elements of Style, and I'll see you then. Goodbye and good luck with your writing.